This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 959 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Greetings, horse people. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is another one inspired by a listener question. One of our astute Horse Tip Daily fans has some questions about fly spray, so I reached out to the good folks at WF Young, and Jeannie McKenzie agreed to come on the show and clear up some cloudy areas in regards to bug repellents for horses. This time, it's about the ingredients. And we'll get right to our tip after this important message from EZSignsOnline.com. Easy Signs Online is the official sign company of the Horse Radio Network. This week's product highlight are their personalized nameplates. Perfect for horse stalls, tack rooms, lockers, bedroom doors, dog kennels, or whatever you can think of. Choose from hundreds of online graphics to further customize the nameplates from EasySignsOnline.com. Made from one-half-inch thick, solid PVC signboard, these colorful and unique one-sided nameplates are three-and-a-half inches by 16 inches, and are designed for durability, long-term indoor or outdoor use. They are only $39.95 each, and remember, free shipping on most orders over $100. Visit them at EasySignsOnline.com. And I'm happy to welcome to the show Jeannie McKenzie from WF Young. Well, thank you so much for uh, the invitation. Now, let's get to the question that got this whole thing started, and that is, do flies develop an immunity or resistance to bug spray? I mean, after all, you can hardly walk down the tack, down to the tack room this time of year without you hearing some poor, stressed-out horse owner lament that the fly spray that they've been using since last summer seems to just not work this spring. So uh, what's the deal? Um, certainly, um, you know, there's a scientist uh, who have been studying this phenomenon, but uh, we hear quite frequently from many of our customers that based on the conditions that have changed, whether it's weather or activity level or even the intensity of the insects themselves, that sometimes people experience, um, you know, something different with, uh, with, their, with their fly sprays and or they didn't work as well as it used to. Um, and the theory kind of goes, you know, the life cycle of um, the fly is, uh, you know, pretty quick and, and uh, with, you know, 14 to 30 days. Um, and so, uh, you know, when they're exposed to um, uh, insecticides and or repellents, um, you know, many of them uh, don't survive, but those that do, you know, only the genes of those that do survive um, that specific formula that they've been exposed to are the ones that kind of get passed on to um, their eggs and, and future generations. And so, you know, what we tend to see is certainly, um, you know, barn owners do report that they see, um, you know, maybe the population of the flies sort of changing and are becoming resistant to a particular formula over time. And so, therefore, um, at Absorbing, what we do recommend, um, in addition to good barn management, is the need to rotate um, your fly sprays 
um, if you're starting to see, uh, you know, that phenomenon in your area. Um, and just the the exposure to a different, you know, chemical class and or formulation um, can certainly sort of maybe change um, what they're, the dynamic that they're seeing um, in their location. Wow, that's a whole bunch. Now, that, that prompted two questions that I jotted down here on my scratch sheet. How does one tell the difference in formulas? You're walking down the fly spray aisle of your local feed store, and all these bottles are lined up with tiny little print and great big print. Where would one find where formula is? How can we tell? Well, that's a great question. Um, certainly, there are lots of sprays on the market. Uh, one of the biggest distinctions is whether or not you're interested in buying an insecticide and a repellent, which means that um, it will not only kill, but also keep certain uh, insects at bay. And some people are interested in just a pure repellent, meaning their intention is not to kill, but certainly to kind of create a barrier, if you will. And those repellent type products tend to be more so natural um, than some of the chemicals that are out there that are intended to to um, to kill. So that would be kind of the first distinction. Um, the next is uh, if you're looking for a water-based fly spray or an oil-based fly spray. Uh, the absorbing fly sprays are all water-based, and we think that um, is a healthier choice uh, for uh, the animal in terms of its its skin and coat. And that would be another clear distinction. Um, and then the last thing that you want to do is um, fly sprays are regulated by uh, the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, and those manufacturers that are compliant with those rules and regulations, um, all of the active ingredients in the formulation can actually be found right on the front of the label. Now, it may be in small print, but all of the information that a consumer needs to make a good decision about which spray to use and the levels of ingredients um, can be found right on the front of the label. Aha, uh-huh. this is helping me out a lot. I, I remember seeing that it'll have one word that I can't pronounce followed by a percentage number. That's what I'm looking for? Yes, So what that I, is what you're going to be looking for. That's what I'm looking for. Great, I'm going to take my magnifying glass to the feed store next time. And when I look at those tiny little letters with words that I can't pronounce, if the word looks similar but it is not exactly the same, is that going to indicate what you could call a different formula? Is it that well, simple or is it more complicated um, than that? I'm you know, afraid, I know what you're going to say. You're going to say it's more complicated. <laughs> And, you know, in the interest of giving the consumer the right choice and the information, um, you know, all of that should be listed right there on, on the front. So key things, if you're looking for um, an insecticide and repellent, like our UltraShield EX product, which has been on the market for over 25 years, uh, that uses a combination of active ingredients. Um, one of the most common that you'll see on labels is pyrethrin, and that's because it's uh, naturally derived from the chrysanthemum flower. Um, it also contains permethrin, which is a synthetic um, a version of a pyrethrin. And it's also combined with a synergist, which helps to protect the, uh, uh, the activity level of those ingredients. So those three things combined um, are, make it probably a more effective formula than maybe some of the other um, fly sprays that are on the market that may only contain um, one ingredient. 
Oh, okay. So a product that has, so if I go down the aisle and I pick up fly spray A and fly spray A has the synthetic insecticide in it, and that's the same one I used last year. And this year, doggone it, it doesn't seem to be doing squat. It would be a sensible step to go with one that is the natural because that's the most likely thing that the bugs at my local barn have not become resistant to. Is that a logical um, that leap? Is, yep, that is, that is one approach. Um, I think that typically... Um, those uh, more effective fly sprays tend to have more expensive and effective ingredients in them. So um, as an example, um, we, a few years ago, we launched our UltraShield Red formulation, and that contains a combination of five active ingredients. It's a combination of some natural insecticides as well as um, some repellent uh, chemical-based products. And when you have that five um, combination together, uh, what we have found and what our customers have reported back to us is um, they're seeing um, a higher level of protection because um, the, there's no other product on the marketplace that has five at these very safe levels. Um, so there's a, a, there's a higher probability, if you will, to combat maybe flies that have become resistant to a spray that only has one um, in active ingredient in it. The fact that we have five, um, it's confusing the fly, if you will, and it's kind of, I guess, upping the, the efficacy and or its ability to do what it's supposed to do um, because it has more than one ingredient in it. Got it. So we're going to wrap this up in a nice, neat little package with a bow and a candle on top that from season to season, if you feel that your very favorite brand A fly spray in a pink bottle isn't working as well as you'd like it to, you can change active ingredients or you can change how many active ingredients and give yourself a, a leg up on biting fly in season. That's a that's a good way to say it. It's not just an ingredient story, um, but if they're in an EPA compliant product, what they say on the front of the label is going to be true because they have to go through quite a few hoops to show that it's effective, but yet also um, provides a safe experience uh, for for horse people. Fantastic. Thank you very much, Janie McKinley from WF Young, for straightening out all that tiny print on the fronts of our fly spray bottles. And we're going to wrap that one up and stay tuned, folks. Janie's going to come back and answer some more fly, fly spray questions in the next couple of weeks. Well, there you go. And thanks again to Jeannie McKenzie from WF Young for helping us out here on Horse Tip Daily. Their website is, guess the, get this, wfyoung.com. How easy is that to remember? And you can find lots more tips ranging from barn care, to websites for horse people at horsetipdaily.com. Just look for the topics drop down menu on the left hand side of the page. And now you can have every single one of your favorite horse radio network shows with you wherever you go with the free horse radio network app for both iPhone and Android. Just go to your app store and search horse radio network. You can download it today. It's quick, it's free, and it's easy. This podcast has been made possible through the generous support of EasySignsOnline.com and listeners like you. You can, be all, you can go to Horsetipdaily.com and click, or, click on the auditors Become an Auditor banner in the center of the page and find out how you too can support your favorite programs and qualify for 
auditors only perks. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily.